0: 3, 2... everyone, welcome to the Legion of Myth live stream. insert applause, episode 107, I am Garthon, with me as always is Brett Heathendog Grismer. say hello Heathendog. Hello everyone, I hope we find you well. Indeed, if not, the curative properties of the Legion of Myth livestream will aid you by the end of it, you will be feeling...
1: better than the waters of any magical lake that you can dream up in your imagination this will invigorate your soul you will feel younger when actually you will be about two hours old
0: better than injections of non-sterile water through shared needles at a faith healer convention we are here for you
1: and not only that we are here with a great episode lots of stuff here for you I'm going to let Garfunn tell you all about
0: it we do have lots of stuff we have Heathen Dogs, Heathen Dogma with anime on the stream talking about two exciting things. One series, one movie, if I recall correctly. You do. And also, Garthon's comic book. Going for three big books this week. New Supermans, New Spider-Man. And another book, which Heathen Dog actually read. Yes. The Mystery Awaits Us. Of course, you didn't read the mystery book. No, I read the Superman one. Yeah, you read the Superman one. But that would have yeah, been a mystery. It would have, yes. It was It was a
1: the, the, the twist at the end. I did not see it coming. Nah, not at all.
0: Nah, nor did I, which is probably I why I it. should have seen it coming, because it was so you wouldn't see that coming.
1: <laughs> that doesn't make any logical sense, but okay, yeah.
0: But first, the disclaimer. The opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization while we make an effort to provide a family-friendly atmosphere there may be the case use of foul or offensive language. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. As always, for more Legion of Myth, you can go to our website, lesionofmyth.tv or com. Check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash c slash Myth underscore page. Hours, hours, hundreds of hours of content waiting for you to enjoy. Uh, also, yeah, that's no lie. A line. Line. hundreds of hours seriously Uh, pretty varied Uh, been adding new stuff all the time Uh, we do have some interesting things upcoming so stay tuned to that and also check out on TV slash Legion of Myth where we are twitching right now and every single night of the week we have a stream that's for right. you that's you, right you can chill with well not at night sometimes during the day you could chill true, with, true. yep Sundays, you chill with Garth on. Uh, During the week, you could, uh, Saturdays, you with Garth on a heathen dog. On Wednesday, it's Noro, if I recall. Tuesday, are you Tuesday and Thursday, heathen dog? No, no, uh, uh,
1: Max Liao is Tuesday and Friday and Saturday. That's true, he does stream Saturday. Yes, I am Monday and Thursday. Uh, Noro is uh, Wednesday,
0: and you, my friend, Sunday night. That's right. So always check .com or .tv for current streaming schedules. It sounds professional when you say it that way. It has, you did really great. <laughs> you can also check out Facebook.com slash Station of Myth and you can message us Twitter at Myth. But that's enough of that, folks. I think we need to get down here to what everyone actually came here for. Heathen Dogs. Anime on the Stream. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: guess what? What? Usually, oh, there you go. Usually I have three, uh, three, three animes to, to show you, and they're, they're all series. That is true. Not today. Today I have one series and one movie. Crazy. The reason I put in this movie, I'll tell you I'll tell you when we get to it, but uh, it's a it's, it's very special genre that I usually hate, but I, I'm not mad at this one, so I decided to stream it. But our first one is this is an actual series, ongoing series right now, on Hulu, My Hero Academia. Now, I, I ran across this a couple of weeks ago, and I watched it, and I found it to be, I don't want to say original, but uh, it it set itself story wise apart from 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 other uh, uh, young adult or uh, kid animes, to where the uh, the uh, main uh, protagonist, I guess I guess you'd call him. Uh, midi, mid, ugh, I'm going to butcher this to hell. Izuku Midoriya. Mid, no, know. Izuku mid- Midoriya. That's it, Midoriya. Izuku mid- Midoriya. Didn't uh, butcher that at all. Good job. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. There's just blood all over the floor. But uh, he he was born into a world where it's pretty much the same as ours, except it differs in a way that a few decades ago, uh, almost everybody, like 99.99% of the people in the world were born with what they call quirks. We would call them mutations, like X-Men-type mutations. Now, all of these quirks aren't equal. I mean, some people can fly and lift up cars and are invulnerable, can turn their skin to steel, can uh, uh, levitate buildings. I think we lost Ethan Dog. No, we didn't. I just had to meet for a second. Can can uh, can levitate buildings, and others uh, can only levitate things that weigh two pounds or less, or they can only uh, uh, throw, uh, shoot uh, flaming snot from their nose about six inches. So they're not all made equal. Okay. Now there's a whole lot of heroes and a whole lot of villains because the people with the big powers want to either cash in on that, or they want to, you know, or or they want to save people and 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 be famous and get endorsement deals and whatever. Because who wouldn't, honestly? Exactly, exactly. Now, the problem is, Izuku was born with no quirk whatsoever. None.
0: So he's like the super minority.
1: Yes, he is the super minority in this world. No one, no one, no one, no one, everyone has quirk. Even if it's stupid. Like, like I, I, I can grow my, my fingernails six inches long, but they're just as hard as my regular fingernails. Pretty useless. But it's you know? there. But it's there. You got one. He was born with nothing. Now, the most powerful hero in the world is called All Might, and he's on our next slide. He is, he is the, I don't want to say Superman, I want to say the, the, the Captain Marvel, and I'm not talking about the chick, I'm, I'm talking about the, the Shazam guy. He's the Captain Marvel of this world. He's super strong, he's super fast, he can fly, he's invulnerable, he he's everything he's rolled into one. I mean, he is the, uh, the epitome of hero and it's, it's great. He's, He's been doing this for over 10 years and everyone loves him. Everyone respects him. All the bad guys fear him, but he's keeping a secret. See five years ago, he was almost fatally injured in a fight. Now he was able to ask, ask the press to keep this out, keep this out of the limelight. So people don't know. So it's not common knowledge. Only a few select heroes that are his friends know this, but he got damaged so much that he lost his stomach, one lung, and a lot of his a lot of his intestines, and now he looks like this. Yes. Oh, jeez, Willikers. Yes, the, the the emaciated All Might. Now, uh, for about three hours, in uh, as of the first or second episode, for about three hours a day. He can, he can still assume his heroic form and shape and strength and stuff like that, but, uh, it, it uses his powers up at a faster rate. So then he has to, he has to go back to this emaciated state. Now, uh, the, our, our little protagonist, Isuzu, uh, was, uh, was walking along one day and he, he sees this, uh, this giant, uh, uh, guy with a plant quirk kind of like a little shop of horrors type thing he can turn into this giant plant thing and he was he was absorbing this other kid that that he knew that had fire quirk and the fire quirk he was trying to fight back but but this this bad guy was just too experienced and too good and he was he was succumbing well he looked at that and he didn't think he just ran toward danger he threw his backpack hit the plant thing in the eye and started, started ripping at tentacles to try try and get, not even really his friend. This was his acquaintance, all right? I mean, this this kid made fun of him a lot for just being a, a non-court kid, all right? But he didn't think about that. He just said, someone there to be saved, let's do it. Now, uh, All Might had already used up his three hours that day, but he saw this. He saw this kid with no power whatsoever running into danger without thinking. And he said, well, I can't just sit here and do nothing. That's 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 super heroic stuff right there so he forced his body it back into his heroic form jumped into battle bleeding out of his mouth from the strain he he beats he beats this guy captures him and saves the kid and he grabs isuzu and jumps away Whoosh! leaping bounds and buildings and whatnot yes well lands on a rooftop assumes his his emaciated form and isuzu freaks out oh my god what the heck happened did i do that i mean did did, did, did that happen because of me it's like no he tells him his backstory and he sees you says um can i can i be a hero i mean is it possible do you need powers and he said kid look at me i just saw you without blinking an eye run into absolute death to save someone so yeah yeah you can be a hero can't someone build him a power suit or something? Yeah, but usually you have to build this stuff yourself, and he's not that smart. But um, All Might said, "Okay, this is how you're going to do it. See, I don't actually have my own quirk. I mean, I have I have a quirk. It's but what what I have is the all for one power. It, it's a power that's, that that uh, one person got as his quirk decades ago when quirks began. What it is is you take your power, you pass it on to somebody else." It merges with their power, and then they pass it on to somebody else, and yeah. so on and so forth. That's why he's got so many powers, flight, super strength, vulnerability, super speed. He's got all those powers because the people before him had those powers. It merged with the all-for-one power and got passed on. And he says, you know, you are a hero. I'm going to give you your shot. I'm going to pass on my powers to you. But there's a problem. Uh, if I just gave you this power right now, your body would explode. We have to prepare your body for this. you got to get stronger. So for 10 months, he had this kid just working out to exhaustion. And at the end of 10 months, uh, he gave him a piece of uh, all might get gave him a piece of his hair. He says, eat it. Eat your hair. So, well, any of my DNA, but you probably don't want to drink my blood or anything or take a bite out of me. Right. It's like, no. Okay. Eat the freaking hair. So he ate the hair. And he's okay. In about two or three hours, your stomach will process that, and then you will get, you will get my power. You just have to learn how to control it. Okay. Well, um, uh, two or three hours later, he, uh, he, 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 he goes to the, uh, the UA, the, um, I forget what the acronym is, but it's, 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 it's the top superhero school in the world. And he uses the power and he gets in, which is great. Now, uh, he he gets in he gets to take the the entrance exam now if we go to the next slide it's the gif and uh, these these are one of the things that that he has to face the one of the tests now you can see I know it's going very slowly I'm sorry uh, I, I tried to make this normal speed but something went wrong you can see some tracks some tread and the window's breaking he's looking around going "What the heck is that crap what the and he looks up and he sees a well you'll see in a second. Giant mechanized monstrosity of death.
0: That's now, a heck of a test.
1: Yeah. Now, uh, these things are worth zero points. People just run away from it because, you know, why would you stay and fight this thing? It's stupid. This test is timed. You have to collect a lot of points to, to actually pass the entrance exam. But And he's going to run just like everybody else is running. He starts running. He trips and falls because this apparently is, is an homage to a horror movie. But if we go to the next slide, when he trips and he turns around, he sees that one of his classmates is stuck in the rubble. And and this, this giant, treaded monster is coming right for her. It's going to run her over. Well, he has that moment again. He just runs. He gets up and he goes. He runs toward the monster. Now, at this point, he cannot reliably use the all-for-one power. He can't. He uh, he, he's never been able to, to do it consciously before. But if we go to our next slide, you see what happens. As he's running, the powers in his legs activate, strengthening his legs, increasing his speed. And then he jumps. And then he transfers the power to his arm. Strengthening his arm, his muscles, his and his.
0: Uh, see, when he uh, first sent me this, I wondered what was going on.
1: Yeah, and then he oh, well, oh you can see there's so much power that it rips up his it rips up his tracksuit that he wearing because he thought the tracksuit would be cool. And during this whole thing, he's thinking he's thinking of all mights. Like this is how he feels. This is this is this is what the power feels like. I, I can't believe he lives with this every day. This is amazing. How can I lose? And I'm not going to show you the punch and what happens because I want to make you watch it. This is episode two. So you don't don't gotta, you don't gotta dig deep into this thing. It's episode two, man. But uh, yeah, go ahead and, uh, and go to the, go to the last slide for this one. Um, I will say that the the writing, the writing on this is amazing. The, uh, the, 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 uh, the voice acting is good. It's not great. It's good, which is fine. You know, it's fine. The, uh, the world is, is, is fleshed out all of the, all the supporting cast. His friends slash enemies slash acquaintances. Uh, They're not fully, fully formed, but you get enough of a backstory. So where they're not, they're not, you know, paper images, you know, they're not, they're not cut out, you know, cardboard cutouts of characters. They're, they're real. They they touch on them enough to be real, which is great. Well, certainly sounds fun.
0: Uh, How many seasons are
1: there right now? Uh, Right now they're on the second season, episode two or three of season two. And they come up, I believe, every Wednesday or Thursday, a new one drops on Hulu. But I forgot to read the particulars on this. Silly, oh, yes. Silly, silly heathen dog. Okay. Uh, My Hero Academia, found on Hulu. Uh, directed by Kenji Nagasaki. Written by Yosuke Kuroda, Kuru, Kuroda. The best part of
0: the show is hearing you pronounce
1: it. Yeah, names. the best part of the show is hearing me butcher someone else's language. Studio is Bones. Licensed by Madman Entertainment, Funimation, and Universal Pictures UK. So if you're in the UK, you can also see this. Original network is JNN for season one and NNS for season two. English network is Animax Asia. Original run at April 3rd, 2016 to present. So it's a little over a year old. Current, uh, as of as of today, uh, 16 episodes. Now, you know, give this thing a rating, uh, one uh, out of five stars. Uh, the, uh, like I said, the animation, the animation is, is, is good. The, the, the story is excellent. The voice acting is good. Uh, the, the character development is okay. I I would have liked more of the ancillary characters to, to be a little, uh, a little more fleshed out, but, but what, what they've done is serviceable. So I have to give it three and a half out of five stars. If it had another great, if it had one more great in there, then I would have given it four. Like, like great what
0: like great moment or something? No, no, no. no. I mean uh if, if it had
1: great animation oh, okay, or, or, or 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 a good uh character uh, ba- um, ancillary character backstory development, then I would have given it a 4. Yeah, I get but, you. I get you. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's it's fun. It's good. I mean, uh it's it's uh it's just a really really fun uh fun watch and you're not going to you're not going to waste your time on this one. This is this is gold.
0: Well, that sounds good. That sounds really interesting. It's You are seeing more and more like superhero type stuff in the anime genre. You know, a little cross-cultural pollination, I guess.
1: Yes, yes. I mean, uh, it's, it's popping up all over the place.
0: Yeah, so it sounds very interesting. Thank
1: you very much. You're welcome. And let's go yeah. on to our next. Okay, our next one is Gantz. Oh, now I'm just going to call it Gantz from now on, but technically that's wrong. But you can bear with me on this one. Uh, This one can only be found on Netflix, not Hulu. Uh, Directed by Yasushi Kawamura. Screenplay by uh, Tsutomu Kuroiwa. Based on Gantz by the the, the manga Gantz by uh, Hiro Oku. Uh, Production company's Digital Frontier, distributed by Toho. Uh, Release date is... October 14th, 2016. So this is, this is a uh, six, uh, six, seven months old running time in 96 minutes, obviously in Japan and it's in Japanese. Uh, uh, Netflix has subtitles and uh, box office in the U S it made 2.2 million. Uh, that's which not nice. too bad. Oh, it's nice. Now Gantz, what the heck does word Gantz mean? Well, Gantz isn't, is a thing. And if you look at the next slide, you can see, that's the thing that stu that dumb looking black ball with the timer on it. Now, what 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 this thing does is uh people, people that die around around the country, in this instance Japan, uh they are quote unquote saved by the Gants and brought to the White Room in some high-rise building somewhere. Now they they are now tasked with def- with defending their city from uh monsters. Now it doesn't say if they're demons or aliens or whatever, but if you look at the next slide, then you'll see I'm going to go with demons. I'm just going to straight out and say, they didn't say it, but these these things are
0: demons. Yeah. I'd kind of agree with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these, look at these things are freaking nightmare fuel. The one on the right. How many eyes does that have just in the frame? i've like a quarter of its body's in the frame. I'm counting one, two, three, four, five, six, eight, like 18 eyes just now.
0: It's freaking nuts. No, it's certainly not somebody you want to take to a party or anything. Right. They are
1: tasked with, with, fighting those things. And there are rules. You, there is a timer. I, you saw the Gans had a, had a timer out with 52 seconds left. You get 12 hours, whatever, how many hours, to, depending on the infestation. Uh, you have to complete your mission, which is kill all these demons within that time limit. If you don't, you are put back in the white room. And I believe some, someone else is sent there to clean up and you get no points. The, the points are important. Uh, if you do complete your mission in the time limit, Then the number of creatures you killed and their power level will give you points. If you die, you're dead for forever this time. If you are seriously injured, as long as your heart is beating when the mission is completed, Gantz will teleport you back to the White Room, completely healed. Oh, geez. Yes. Now the the points are important. I'm going to go over that. I'm going over that at the end. But uh, we're going to get get to our our Tokyo uh, monster killers. Uh the first one is Masaru Kato. Uh Kato uh the way he died. Uh he was he was coming home from work. He's he goes to school and he works because his parents are gone. I don't remember if they actually said they were dead or not, but I'm assuming they are. And uh he was he was on a subway platform waiting for his ride to get home to his little brother who he is supporting. And he sees a woman next to him, not not next, but 20 25 feet away, uh get attacked by a man wielding a knife. Well, he immediately dropped his dropped his bag and and ran over to try and help her. Well, he got stabbed to death, just stabby stab stabbed, stabby stab stab stabbed.
0: And that's and how he... the series ends.
1: Yeah, that's how the series... <laughs> no, that's how it begins because he woke up in the white room and he woke up looking at a really beautiful woman, actually. Well, yeah, uh, I can't beat that. Yeah, Reika, Rika Shimokira. Now she is a mid-level idol, which means she does you know commercials and stuff. She sings and. And uh, she does photo shoots, stuff like that. Well, she, w- she was in a car crash and she died. And now she works for the Gants. She is not much good in a fight, obviously. Growing up as an idol doesn't give you much in the way of combat skills. So she heavily relies on on other people to help her out. So she's not a whole lot of help herself. And after that, we have uh, Joichiro Nishi. Now he is your your uh, teenage gamer gamer kid, so he kind of likes this whole Gantz thing because he gets to he gets to kill folk even if they're he gets to folk. have video game in real life exactly. So he kind of likes it, but he's got a real bad attitude. He's like all for himself. The only reason he helps others is because if they all die, it'll be harder for him and he might die. So he doesn't have a really great attitude, and it didn't really get into how he died because he apparently didn't share it with anyone because you know he's not. He's not all sharing sharing type. Yeah, exactly. He's not all sharing like that. So uh, in in a fight, he's useful, but he's not dependable. He's not like the guy who's got your back. All right, fair enough. And then we have our last and certainly least. uh, Yoshikazu Suzuki. He is a 50-something-year-old man. He had a stroke and died. Uh, He was like a farmer or something. He is worthless. Absolutely worthless in a fight.
0: So the pe- so the people get chosen are seemingly at random. Yes,
1: I mean you would think that that if this Gantz wanted to you know actually fight demons that he would you know warriors and soldiers die all the time. Get
0: them. No, he's getting average Joe folk. Maybe it's uh like kind of like the Me- the Mech Warrior clans where they're all sitting around like, all right, what do you think it will take to cleanse Tokyo? Well, I could do that with five special forces soldiers. Yeah, well, I could do it with a farmer, a gamer, an idol, and just some high school kid. All right. Bet you 50-quat lose you can't. Oh, yeah? Let's on. Something like hey, that.
1: You know what? You know what? The the, the backstory of, of the Gants is not is not uh, really fleshed out in this movie, so maybe that's it. Maybe that's the whole thing. This, this is a giant pay-per-view for some. Yeah, for to them,
0: it's just like, yeah, well, yeah, we know we could easily beat these demons, but let's make it interesting.
1: Right. There you go. It could very well be it.
0: Because that takes a lot of the danger out of the whole situation. It's like, oh, we're all doomed unless. Meanwhile, you know, it's like, you're like, you know, the entertainment, you're the pre-show, and the actual people could wipe it out in a couple hours or waiting in the back.
1: Right, right. Well, uh, that, that is the Tokyo team. And uh, we go to the next slide, we look at the Gants again. And the reason I put the Gants up again is because now we're going to talk about what points mean. Now, every single time you're on a successful mission, you gain points. The points are dependent on the number of demons you kill, and their relative strength. Once you acquire 100 points, you get the uh, the uh, prize options. There are three prize options. One is upgrade weapons. Two is bring a dead player back to life. Three is wipe your mind and you get free of the gants. You go back to your life.
0: Which sounds swell. Yeah, sounds great
1: now there there was a uh an osaka team that uh, that they meet halfway through there is there's like ten of them twelve of them and they're all hardcore like uh one of them has a giant like Robotech mech because he he's hit the one hundred threshold like seven times and he's always he's always chosen the upgrade weapons option dang yeah then the the leader the leader of the Osaka branch has hit the the one hundred point uh four or five times. And he's, he's not only – he's upgraded his weapons a couple times, but he's also brought people back from the dead a couple times. And uh, like at least at least four or five of them have hit the 100 mark at least once. So why is the Osaka team go, so much
0: bigger than the Tokyo team? Because they just keep
1: bringing themselves back to life. They keep hitting the, – because the, the Tokyo team sucks. They never hit the 100-point mark.
0: They just have to keep recruiting new teams?
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and apparently recruitment for, for a suck team is much slower than, than the attrition rate of them dying. Makes sense. There you go. So there it is. But uh, yeah, those are the prizes, and uh, and uh, you to choose. You can choose. And when once you hit a hundred, and I'm telling you now, Suzuki's never going to hit that freaking number. <laughs> I think in the <laughs> whole thing, he killed like three little minor demons, like three points.
0: Time <laughs> to the be, farmer.
1: Yeah, he'll be there for a hundred years trying to make a hundred points. But anyway, let's 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 go to the end. Um, uh, this the reason I chose I chose this movie. Is because usually I hate uh, CGI. Now this is motion capture CGI, but it is the best motion capture CGI I've ever seen. Oh, cool! The best. There's no jerkiness. All all movement is fluid. All of the, all of the expressions are believable. Very little uh, uncanny valley creep factor. And the, the the story, while while not flesh, while not fully explained because they never fully explained the Gans, but that's what they were going for so I get it but uh, yeah they're the, trying to the, keep
0: some mystery there and keep exactly
1: guessing. exactly all, all, of, all of the characters the main characters the the uh, Tokyo characters are, are fleshed out they're all they're all really well written even even a couple of the Osaka people that that these guys get to know uh, you get you get some of their backstory why they're there why they're doing this stuff like that and uh, the like I said the story was excellent. Um, the, the, the motion cap was excellent. The, uh, the action is great. I mean, this is full of action. I mean, the, the first 15 minutes is like him freaking out because no, I just got stabbed in the neck three times. What the frick am I doing here? Who the frick are you guys? What is that big black ball thing? What's going on? But after that, after, after they actually teleport them to where the demons are, it's okay. Fight or die. And they start fighting. These demons are no joke, man. They they spend a lot of time making all kinds, all kinds of, of different flavors of demon that do all kinds of different things. It's not just a you know, oh, there's the shock troop that do the same thing. Then there's the lieutenants. Then there's the boss. No, the all, all of all of the all of the uh, shock troopers, the little, little guys, they're all different bodies. They're all different. Uh, um, different powers, they have different, slightly different motivations, like there's this one that, that only goes after girls, there's there's another that, that, that smells blood and only goes after injured people, you know, stuff like that, they really put a lot of thought into this, so for this whole thing, I gotta give it a four and a half out of five, which I never thought I would give for for a CGI anime, but pff, there it is. There That's pretty cool. Right now, here. this is just a, a movie, not a series, right? It's correct. It's, but there, there is, there has been a live-action movie. There's been a series and a manga. Oh wow. lots of stuff. Yes. So, so there's a lot of of different flavors of Gantz. So you 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 can check it all out. I I couldn't check out the uh, the animation, anime, because it's not on Hulu or Netflix. And I could check out the live action, but then I couldn't put it on an anime segment. So. Meh. There you are, but uh, yeah, if if you can only if you can only access this movie, you're, you're that's going to be 96 minutes that you're not going to want back.
0: And what service did you get this streaming on? This one was Netflix. Very interesting. I might have to check this out. Check it. I do have to check this out. I say. There you go. All right, four and a half out of five. That's a strong recommendation. Thank it is
1: it, mainly because I'm so surprised that I liked it. I, I'm over over the moon. Well, about this one, just this because
0: it. it was done so well. Oh, well, thank you very much. Do you have any uh, final words of wisdom about your segment? About my segment,
1: okay. Well, uh, anyone who uh, who has an anime they like or an anime they don't like, go ahead and and uh, and go to our uh, Facebook page, go to our Twitter, go to our YouTube, leave leave a comment, say, hey, what about this anime? If I haven't done it yet, I'll do it. I'll watch it. Through, I'll watch the whole thing. I'll binge watch it, no matter how many seasons or whatever, throughout the entire week, and then then I, w- I will give you my take on it.
0: That's a promise. I should start recommending a bunch of mecha anime. Make you watch them. I probably already have. Mecha. There was one I like. I do not remember the name of it, but I'll think of it later. But it only had like one season. I was kind of sad because I liked it. Doesn't matter.
1: Oh, oh, the the one mecha one.
0: Um, uh, oh, yeah, that uh, mecha one. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, wait, no, hang on, hang on. Gundam, uh, Iron Blooded Orphans. What about that one? That that is ended. That is ended. I, I I gave like a month ago or a month and a half ago. I I, I gave a thing on that. Yes. Yeah. I it, remember. It, it ended. It ended in a twist that I I couldn't believe it. I had to rewatch it because I thought I thought I had a stroke and I'm now watching something else. Oh wow. But it was. Oh yeah, I mean I get it. It makes sense, but man, it was dark. Just it went dark fast at the end.
0: Gundam series kind of have to, you know, they always have that war is bad theme going through them.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I, I really like Gundam Wing. It, it it ended on a high note. It ended on okay, now they 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 won peace and stuff like that. I like that. It it's just my favorite of the Gundam series. But yeah, good yeah, Gundam yeah. Gundam Iron Blood Orphans, it's an excellent it only had two seasons it is an excellent anime very strong in all categories and the ending is is different than most other anime out there it'll it'll blow your mind
0: all right thanks for the update on that one you're welcome should have put a slide in for that
1: i should have i I, it just came out of yeah it just just
0: came out because you were talking about mecha it was organically It it just arrived that's the way it's all hip and cool all right well thank you very much do you have anything else for us? Nope, that's about it. I'm 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 ready to go into some Superman. Alright. Garthon's comic pool. Where Garthon talks about three comic books that he got this week. Uh before we jump into actually I'll save it for the end. So aha, a little teaser of something no one understands. First up this week is The Amazing Spider Man. Renew Your Vows, number six. Look at that cover. Look at it. You got Marvel... Well, you got Jean Grey. You got Spider-Man. You got uh, his wife, Mary Jane. You got their daughter, going by Spinnerette. You got Cyclops. You got Wolverine Professor X. It's crazy, I tell you. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, this was uh, written by Gary Conway. Art by Brian Stegman, who also did the cover. Uh, neat book, uh, as always. The Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vow takes part in an alternate universe... Where the horrible, awful, terrible should never have happened, one more day uh, event of the Amazing Spider-Man never happened. So, what does that mean? That means that Spider-Man stayed married to Mary Jane. Aunt May is dead, which is kind of sad. But Sid she mar- was
1: super old. She was she was like uh, in, in in real years she must've been 220.
0: Yeah, her time would come honestly. Yeah. Come um. So, but Sid married. Uh, they had a daughter named Annie Mae Parker. Uh, superhero name Spinnerette. She has just started superheroing, to her parents' kind of chagrin. Yes, Mary Jane is running around with spider powers, not because she has spider powers, but because she has a suit, which actually lets her copy her husband's powers. So as long as her husband is like within a couple miles of her, she has spider powers as long as she's wearing the suit. If she's not, powers go bye-bye. So anyway, quick brief up on that.
1: that can, can you get that on eBay? Is, yep. is that on Amazon? Is, well, is it you could,
0: purchase? but you have to know where Spider-Man is, and you stick out near him, you know. So it's kind of pointless.
1: That's a that's a good point. That's a good point.
0: Yeah, so it's, it's like a couple million dollars, and then you got to live with the guy. Maybe worth it. I don't know. But the uh, they uh, every issue so far has been pretty interesting. I've really liked the series. And this issue, the reason you see the X-Men is. Uh, Peter Parker has a surprise birthday party. He knows Professor X because, like I said, this takes part in the continuity of, you know, the one where it didn't happen. So he's known the X-Men for years and such. Um, Professor X was invited to his birthday party, and at the party, he like says, you know, hey, uh, Peter, Mary Jane, I need to talk with you uh, about your about your daughter. Why don't you uh, we meet up later? So later they meet up, you know, a couple days later at the X Mansion in New York, and they're all chilling like, what's up, yo? But they end up uh, – they let the daughter go off and play with uh, Jubilee and the daughter of Wolverine and Jean Grey. In this timeline, they got married. <laughs> Cyclops is pissed. And Cyclops is pissed. He does not like it. He is not a happy camper in this timeline. So they end up to Professor X. Professor X essentially tells them, hey, you know, you like this school. you got a lot of special people or special powers. Uh, your daughter has special powers, and she might like it here. Mary Jane Yo kind of hits the roof saying, No, we're not putting our daughter in a special school because she is special. We want her around normal people so she can have a normal life. And Fressex is like, Is that what Annie would want? What if one day she starts asking you know, questions? What if one day she wants that support? And that just ticks her off. She's like, oh, yeah. no.
1: Well, but but also, I mean, in, in all the depictions of the of Xavier's School for Gifted Youngsters, the, the curriculum has been top notch. I mean, not not only is she going to be around mutants like you know people with powers like yourself, but she's going to get a you know a, a college level education in this place.
0: And she'll have to learn how to defend herself from life and death situations on a monthly basis. Yeah, yeah, because like once or twice a year that mansion blows up. So yeah, so yeah. and she's doing that anyway as you know hanging out with Spider Man. So what's the difference? Uh, but Mary Jane's also like, I want my daughter with me, not living in some border school. That's fair enough. Okay. Yeah, that that one's fair. I'll, I'll I'll grant her that one here. Yeah. So she kinda she goes off to like in you know, a in a huff and Peter's gonna follow her. Fresh Rex is like, no, let her go. She needs to work this out. You know, she has valid concerns, so let her work it out on her own. But of course, while Mary Jane is huffing down the hallway, she runs into Cyclops. And he's like Cyclops, you know, f Pre- I brought you to try to get your daughter in the school. She's like, Yeah, but I don't want him want to. He's like, Yeah, I don't blame you. She's like, What? Fresh Rex isn't always right. And sometimes he's still a jerk about things. You know, and this, you know, it's almost like, whoa, Cyclops is not a professional. I know, he's, he's, just, he's just really upset that, <laughs> that Wolverine's banging his piece. That's part of the <laughs> issue. He's still bitter about that. But also, the uh, he talks about how, like, one of the big changes in this world is the superhero registration act never happened, which is what led to Marvel's first Secret Wars crossover. He said what happened was, there was a big uh, UN meeting about it, and Professor X gave an impassioned speech about putting people in camps and make, registering people just because they're different, You know, kind of like hearkening it to the Holocaust or something, or to what they did with the Jews. And you can't just take people and say, you're different and not as good as us, and number them and force them. So what superheroes do is self-policing. Right. Right. Um, whereas if you recall the Civil War series, what happened was they said, hey – we need to regulate you guys. And the super community said, what about self-policing? And that, the answer was like, no, we don't trust you jerks. A city got blown up. And that was that. But in this, the Civil War never happened because everyone all right, well, I guess we'll just self-police. Okay, but you guys got to watch it. All right. We're, we're watching. watching you, man. Yeah, kind of that thing. And it's like, yeah, I guess it's wrong to, you know, just because someone has ability, say they're, be- say they're evil, you know. We haven't shown their evil and so you can't judge everyone because one person, you know. Cooler heads prevailed. But Cyclops never forgave Professor Rex for that, saying that Registration Act needed to happen to protect people. Is this, he says, Professor Rex says it would have led to some sort of civil war, but we'll never which know will true. be. Oh, but the reader does. The reader does, which is entertaining to read. But like I say, Gary conway has been doing a great job writing this with nice little sides like that. Um, but, of course, since they're, you know, they're at the X-Mansion, craziness is going to happen... And they get attacked by Magneto and their Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Uh, who come in to take over the place. Um, for reasons. For reasons. Well, because Magneto, you know, it's like, hey, Homo Superior needs to take over the Earth, yo. And uh, Professor X is wrong. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take out these guys. And I'm going to get the school under my control and raise all these kids to be my new Brotherhood of Mutants. And we're going to take over the world like we should. Not a terrible plan. Especially because he has an ace in the hole. His idea is, I'm going to use Cerebro to do it. Because Cerebro does a heck of a lot more than just monitor mutants. It also enhances powers, and I could use that to my advantage. I could find any mutant in the world and recruit them young, and it'll be easy. But, Great. Yeah, so great. Um, but he ends up attacking the place, takes out Beast, uh, takes out Annie and uh, Wolverine's kid. Uh, Jubilee is with them. But then when Annie wakes up, she's in the Cerebral Room with Magneto and the little girl. It's like, well, what's happening? And Magneto kind of explains his plans because he's an evil villain. And then he's like, yeah, oh, yeah, Jubilee, he's, you're he's here. A, you could help us. And he's like, yeah, basically. But Jubilee says, oh, Jubilee, you could help us. And he's like, what? Are you kidding? How do you think I got past all the defenses? How do you think I knew where everyone was? Jubilee's on my side. I never liked her. I never liked her. Ever. I thought it was funny. Like, ah, evil Jubilee. <laughs> that was a nice twist at the end with Evil Jubilee. Um, they never explained like, how spider and all of them were taken out, or Mary Jane, as I recall. But, well, they,
1: could, could they still be fighting, and, and Magneto just went into Cerebro to enact his plan, and their, all of his brotherhood just keep him at bay?
0: They could. It, it could also be like a stealth thing where no one knows what's happening yet. Sure, sure. So, it was a fun book. I liked the, uh, the X-Men crossover, because it's very much... It's kind of a very 90s X-Men. Life. If you look at Jean Grey, she's wearing her 90s outfit. So's Cyclops. So's Wolverine. That's the Jim Lee 90s outfits they're wearing. you got to appreciate that. The flying and hover yeah, chair. I mean, my, my, my
1: favorite storyline for X-Men was the Brood storyline.
0: That was neat. Not I my it. favorite, I but I liked it. No, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. I liked it. It, it was okay. No, i good. It was a good storyline. The the, that's when the Brood were cool, and then they made them lame. Yeah, right? Yeah. Then they killed them all, And then they brought them back in Planet Hulk. Sure, it was weird. It was a thing, anyway. So I liked this book a lot. I uh, set up a nice thing, a nice. Uh, it was a nice staging for the future issues coming out, maybe interest in what's going on. But this book has just been solid throughout. Love the art, love the writing. Always want to see the next issue, and I was surprised because it just started as a spinoff from the Edge of Spider Verse. Oh, no, no, it was a spinoff from uh, Secret Wars 2, was it? Oh my gosh, I forgot the name of it. Where Doctor Doom became God. What was that? Oh uh, my gosh, I can't remember the name of it.
1: Oh man, you even, you even reviewed it. Oh Multiple for like a year. Yes. I think it was Secret yes. Wars 2.
0: Or a Civil War, no, it wasn't
1: Civil no, War No, Secret Wars 2. Secret Wars 2. Was
0: it? I don't know. Anyway, uh, whatever it was. But it was, came off as a spin-off series of that, where they had a million spin-off series, like Modoc Assassin, which I still love to this day. Um, Thor Corps was part of that. Funny. Yeah, Modoc. He was hilarious in that series. Um, anyway. So, great series. And surprisingly good spin-off. I expect it not to be this good. Kind of checked on more curiosity. And, as I've said previously, this book is what the Amazing Spider-Man mainline series should be. Because it is good and fun to read. Unlike The Amazing Spider-Man, which is very iffy. Spider-Man, Miles Morales is pretty good, too. But, star rating on this book, I will give it a 4 to 5. Really liked it, really enjoyed it, look for the next issue. Not super awesome, but 4 to 5. I will definitely give it yes. Great. Yeah. Next book. Power Man and Iron Fist number 15. I've reviewed almost every issue of this series on the live stream. Big fan you, of the you series. you a thing for these guys. I have a little man crush, can't deny. They both have open shirts. How could yeah. you not like that? Yeah. Uh, and this this is the last one in the series? It is the last one of the series. Okay. Um, it was not canceled. It was just the writers, this is where they wanted to end. And Power Man and Iron Fist are both getting their own series. Uh, I know Iron Fist 1 is already out. But uh, written by David F. Walker, uh, art by Sanford Green, who also did the cover. A very rough, like I said, kind of street-style art. Um, Almost has like a hip-hop influence to it, and that just works so incredibly well for this series, as it's of street-level heroes working in Harlem. Even though they're messing around a lot with street magic, even the magic is street in this series. But uh, what's funny is how much they keep all saying how much they hate dealing with magic, which is funny, because it's true. But in this, they uh, all, all loose threads are tied up, Uh, many things happen, the, turns into a big fight against the, uh, the demons of the, all right, so, Alex Wilde, uh, from the exiles, made a pact with the demon, and the demon is actually the soul of, you find out in the backstory in this issue, the soul of a man who first brought street magic to Harlem back in the 1920s or 30s. Um, He mixed voodoo with juju, with all sorts of stuff, with the blackest of magic, and created the extremely dangerous, extremely wild and unstable street magic. The problem is it also corrupted his soul and sent him to hell. Oops. So what keeps happening is, every time someone tries to become the new grandmaster of Street Magic, they end up contacting this guy's spirit, and this guy ends up taking them over. And after a while of taking them over, he dies and goes back to hell. And it's kind of like this cycle. And Alex Wilde it's the most recent guy to do this, and of course the Master of Black Magic is just going to take over his body, send his soul to hell, and control his body until eventually the body fades out, and he's you know, trapped back to hell again. So they're also... that's going on, they're fighting demons, uh, they're trying to free Alex... and while they're trying to fight a demon and free Alex Wilde from his control, while he doesn't want to be free, he doesn't believe them until the very end, he's like, oh crap, you're trying to take over my body, this is not working well. While that's going on, they get jumped by Tombstone, Mr. Fish, and his gang. Uh, at the same time, Alex Wilde's crew comes in with Black Mariah, trying to fight all them off. And it just, just, it's a wonderful melee. Senior Magico has to come back and help them all out. Uh, I love Senior Magico. Great character. I want to see more of him. I'm sure I won't, which is, makes me sad. But Senior Magico is awesome. They go what, through
1: what, all... What, what, wait, wait, wait. What's Senior Magico's deal?
0: He's Mister Magic.
1: Okay. Well, yes. Thank you. Thank you for the translation. I appreciate it. But what's his deal? What does he do? He's just general magic or specific
0: magic? Oh no, or... he 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 has street. He knows street magic, but he doesn't mess with like the dark aspects of it. He doesn't try to become the master of street magic. Um, he's a practitioner, but he's like basically he's like the good wizard of street magic. He doesn't contract the demons or try and gain power. He just tries to protect people with it. Okay. And. Like, the first time you you see him in the book, they're like, wow, just maybe we should go to Doctor Strange. He's like, pfft, Doctor Strange is a pendejo. It's like, oh, dang. Talk us back about Doctor
1: Strange. I know, man. Come on. Come on, man. Doctor Strange would, you know, rip you a new one.
0: Come on. Well, I don't doubt that's true. But it, they do make the argument in the books that Senior Magico deals with the stuff that Doctor Strange really wouldn't know how to mess with, with this kind of weird voodoo street magic stuff. Doctor Strange is more of like your high flute and interdimensional woogie magic, not your low level demon reality tearing, soul tearing magics. Not saying well, he couldn't no, handle on. it, but it, that's not his specialty.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but, but what I'm saying is when, when demons actually materialize in, in in our plane of existence, that's when Doctor Strange would get involved. Really he would. Yeah, he would.
0: But Senior yeah. Magico is one of the guys trying to stop that from happening.
1: Yeah. You know, okay. He's
0: your boots on the ground kind of guy. He's your street all right, level wizard. All right. Much like Paramount Iron Fist are your street-level heroes, Senior Magico is your street-level wizard. Copy. Most of the time, he's using a chicken to generate good fortune. Other times, you know, he's using chicken blood to fight off demons. Okay, chickens beware. Got it. Chicken magic. Senior Magico. Neat character. Uh, maybe it's just because I'm from the Southwest and I've seen a lot of, you know, the influence for Senior Magico that it I just it tickles me. So, anyway... Um, basically, Grand Melee, chaos happens, um, Black Mariah has some great lines, kind of funny, the, in the end, they manage to get the demons back where they need to go, they break the doorways, uh, Senior Magical seals everything off, they beat down Tombstone and Mr. Fish, that's a great villain, Mr. Fish, um, but during all the chaos, the Heroes for Hire's headquarters gets completely leveled. Just demolished. Chicken of the dog says, Chicken's very Mr. Magic. That's Senior Magical. But after all that, uh, they look around, and you know, they've beaten the bad guys, they've saved the day, but everything's in a shambles. And okay, what,
1: what, what about the, the soul-stealing evil guy?
0: They eject him back to hell, Sweet! With the with the intervention of Senior Magico and the power of the Iron Fist, they managed to beat the evil out of Alex Wilde and send it back to hell.
1: That's what Iron Fist and Power Man do. Beat the evil out of folk.
0: That's <laughs> right. So, it's actually kind of weird. Like, there's one scene where, like, Power Man gets knocked through a wall out, and then you see Mr. Fish with this giant rocket launcher. He's like, oh, I've been waiting for this. And, you know, they shoot him. He gets up. He's just mad. He's like, I'm getting tired of beating the hell out of you. So, I liked that. Nice. Um, but it's kind of pointing at the end. They've got they tie up all loose ends. All the bad guys. Harlem's a safe place, but their place is just trashed. And Iron Fist, Danny Rand's like, you know, I don't know if I could do this anymore. I wanted to be together. I wanted to be a team. And you know, Luke is like, I wanted that too. I want this. But they both kind of come to realization, like maybe we need to stop. And but because like I mean, look at the chaos, look at all this trouble. But then all the people that they've saved throughout this series come out like are there because they're trying to get there to help them out when they see all this stuff. And I'm like, no, we're, you saved us. You made a difference. And it's just, it's this is a very touching moment where they everyone kind of comes out like, no, you made a difference. You helped us all, you know, even people who made mistakes, you know, even the guys who are trying to just beat the hell out of you, you're helping. And I mean, sure, some are going back to jail. Yeah, but you're yeah. you've just saved their freaking souls,
1: you know. Which is you know, which is you know, good work. Yeah, good know.
0: work, good job. Yeah, you
1: know. And, but, but you know the whole the, the whole them them separating is it feels at Yeah, this, it was a great moment. Yeah, yeah, especially with all of the uh, all of the people coming out and said, "No, man, you did you did great work here. This is this is this is a this is a top notch you know street level street level hero. You're good to go." But they're still going to separate because shoehorn. They're going to get their separate books.
0: Right. Um, It's kind of like they emotionally got to a point where it's like, you know, maybe we shouldn't be doing this together anymore. Maybe we actually do need a little break from each other again. This was good. This is what we needed at the time. But we need to move on from this. And and it works really well. You get in context, like, you know, maybe we don't – the world's not necessarily trying to separate us, but just maybe it's time once again to try and seek our separate paths. We've kind of both – like they were missing something from their life. Now they have that back. Their, their friendship is solid again. They can move on with their lives. And I think that's a nice ending. And it goes well into their. I haven't read Power, uh, Iron Fist number one or Power Man number one, or well, it's going to be Luke Cage number one. Uh, haven't read them, but I, I, I have a nice ending point. I like that the series was contained. It ended. I would prefer that it keep going on in this vein forever, but then maybe it's better just to end it. So that we always have the fond memories of this great, great contained series.
1: Yeah, yeah. When, when the, when the writers of a comic want to end it, and they're forced to not to, it always suffers.
0: Yeah, or sometimes, like they'll go to a new creative team and it works well. Sometimes it doesn't. But uh, 15 issues, year, almost year and a half. That's a good run. So, yeah, not mad at all. A uh, great ending issue. I'll give it a four to five. It's not the strongest issue in the series. It was entertaining. Uh nice feels for the end. So I'm gonna give it a four and five. All I the like
1: feels. It. All the feels.
0: I don't like that term. The feels. Right in the feels. <laughs> That's both. I hate that. I hate that. That's just lazy language. Why can't you say it evokes great feeling within me? Or it got me right in the heart or something.
1: Because it's the texting generation, man. Don't
0: you know that? Right in the feels.
1: Shorten shorten everything.
0: Really? I feel things with my hand. It got you in the hand? Whatever dummies. Anyway, four to five for Power Man and Iron Fist number 15. Uh, look forward to the upcoming Power Man and Iron Fist graphic novel, which will contain the entire series. Highly recommend it when it comes out. Fun series. And oh, lastly, sorry. on this list, New Superman number 10. The newest of Superman. Actually, <laughs> the, not the newest of Superman, the older Superman. Well, he's in there, too. You notice how Superman is not hyphenated, but new Superman is? I'm sure there's a reason for that. Is there? Is that a Chinese thing? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Uh, anyway, well, maybe it's because he's not the new Superman. He's the new Superman. There you go. That's it. Yeah. Uh, so, um, art by Viktor Bogdanovich, written by Jianlong Yang. Uh, also, the cover. Liked the cover. Sneak cover, Chinese Flash. Yeah. But uh, interesting issue. This was the second issue of the coming to America section of it. Uh, the new Superman meets Clark Kent, and Superman, the real Superman, as they battle with uh, the China White Triad. Uh, Lex Luthor's there. Superman steps in trying to try and help him out. And uh, what? Well, uh, you take it away, Heathen Dogwood. You, you used to explain it.
1: Okay. Well, uh, Lex Luthor has, uh, for his own nefarious reasons is trying to help, uh, super hyphenated man, the, the, uh, Chinese Superman to, to unlock fully his powers. And to do this, he, he has gotten two, two magical rings and a, and a door. You you put these rings on the door. I don't, I don't mean rings like put on your finger. I mean, like, uh, like the big, huge knocker rings type thing I put on the door, you open the door and it, it'll, it'll infuse, Chinese Superman with his full powers. And it does. It does do that. He feels Which is great. pretty awesome. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Except, this door is a door to Chinese hell. And out comes a lot of Oni, or demons. Many, many and demons. Many, many, many dozens of demons. And uh, Superman comes in there and says, okay, this this, this stuff has is gone, is gone bananas and we gotta stop this nonsense. Luther's like, no, no, we're, we, we can do this. We can beat them back and keep his power. And and Chinese Superman goes, which I thought was really funny, goes super fanboy,
0: which is pretty cool. Yeah,
1: super fanboy for Superman. It's great, but it, it's all in his head. It's 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 all in 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 uh, thought boxes, not actual dialogue, because right. he want to embarrass himself in Superman. But uh, they they uh, long story short, they 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 uh, they beat back the initial horde and close the door. All right, now. Um, there, there, there's still a bunch, a bunch of a, bu- a bunch of a uh, couple, not a bunch, but some some demons left. They're trying to m- trying to mop up, but this China White, what was it, China White,
0: China uh, the White, China White Triad,
1: China White Triad, which is a stupid name by the way. Uh, had okay. their, is. Yeah, they're they're mercenaries and they they were paid to get these these magical rings, and bring them back to their employer. Well, Superman and and Super Dash Man are like, no, my my teacher, Yi Ching. The, the Chinese Superman's teacher Yi Ching who's, who's trying to unlock his chakras and whatnot uh, was taken into that door and we have to open that door again and get him back and Chinese flash was like, okay I, I get that who who is who is part of 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 the of the China White Brigade or whatever It's like she's like, okay I get that but but the the leader of the China White Brigade was like no no, we have a mission to accomplish. We don't care about your mentor. And Chinese Flash is like, whoa, 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 whoa! No, mentors are very important. This, this is a thing. This is apparently, her honor thing came came up. He's like, no, I'm I'm helping him do that. So so she's because she, well, the she sides.
0: unlike a lot of the other members, looks like unlike the other members of the China White Triad, she fancies herself the Chinese Flash, and so. She looks to looks to Flash as a mentor. I don't know if she's actually appeared in the Flash comics. I don't think she has. I don't.
1: I don't think she has either. But, but if she looks uh, to him as a mentor, that's great. But right. why I is think she that's working for on. a bunch of mercenaries in the first place? I'm going whatever.
0: Well, she believes in their cause. She's trying to get back Chinese artifacts from some Americans who stole them. Mm, sounds great. But uh,
1: so so she switches sides, and they are fighting the whole the whole uh, China White. What is it again?
0: Triad. Triad. Stupid name. Well, a, a triad is a, the name yeah. for like Chinese gangs.
1: Yeah, I understand. I understand. It's just a dumb name, anyway. Um, in 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 the in the melee, the uh, 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 Chinese Superman punches the the guy who's holding the rings,
0: and it it falls. Well, into no, it a... wasn't holy. It was a demon who swallowed the the no, ox and No, 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 no. Horse I haven't got there. I haven't got there. You, yet. Mean you haven't got there. Oh, that's right. No. Sorry.
1: Yes, he, he 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 punches one 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 of the triads, and he. He loses, he loses touch with the rings, and they fly into a, a dozen or so into the mosh uh, pit of demons. Demons into a mosh pit of demons. Exactly right. And he's like, "Oh, oops, like, my, my my bad," type thing. And the Trides are like, "Okay, well, we don't have we don't have the force to get them now. We just have to retreat and cut our losses." So, uh, Superman and and the Chinese Flash are like, "Okay, uh, Ch- uh, Chinese Superman, you have to you have to dig deep now, because we're need your help." He's like, okay, so he really concentrates on 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 I Ching's teachings, and he activates several powers at once. Which, if you don't know, uh, he he's only been able to do one, maybe two at a time. Uh, powers that that emulate Superman's, you know, flight, strength, and vulnerability, whatever. Only a couple at a time. He's able to to access something like four at this, and one of them is uh, X ray vision, and he which sees
0: he's that, never accessed before. Never
1: accessed before, which was, really shocks him but he, he he turns on his exterior vision and he sees that one of the demons actually swallowed the rings well the, the, that demon gets punched in the gut and and he heimlicks up the rings they they put the rings on the door open the door and they they, they, they rescue Ai Ching and stuff like that now there's a whole subplot on on uh, on Luther's real motivations for for opening the door to hell and I'm gonna let Garthon tell you that one
0: well uh Lex Luthor was trying to get the door to hell open uh, ostensibly to help Con Kenan, the new Superman, which uh, he knew was a lie the whole time. Gain full access to his powers. Stupid lie. But it turns out that he had actually detected energy similar to Superman's and Con Keenan's within this gate. Uh, They don't say how he detected it, but he just says he detected it. And he wanted to get control of it. Maybe he's still looking for... I think he's still looking for Bizarro. Um... Because after the Forever Evil storyline, when he created B-Zero, a.k.a. Bizarro, he actually gained a fondness for the creature and was trying to get him back when he died in that series. It was actually a very sad moment. So maybe that was going on. But when some of the demons actually drag him into hell. And that's actually kind of a funny moment because he starts saying, Okay, okay, I'm here, you got me. Now look, whoever's in charge here, drop the silly Chinese Bronze Age uh, facade you got going on. We're businessmen. Let's talk power to power about what we really want. Come on. Exactly. Oh,
1: always, always the deal. That's that's exactly yeah. what he's for. Well, that's you know, why it's
0: like just drop through the Bronze Age Act. Come on. Yeah, yeah. He's he, he's he's the he's a Donald Trump in DC Comics. <laughs> uh, don't insult him like that. Come on. Anyway, well, actually, you know, he uh in the anime series he was president. So. Yep.
1: And that worked out really well for like it everybody too.
0: Did so. So, at that point, um, he actually sees, like, a skeletal figure of Superman with, like, torn, a, like a torn costume and wisps coming off him. And, oh, and, and, and I Ching. Well, that a- happens later. Oh, okay. Because first he's says like, yes, that's what I started. I knew I detected this power here. And I he, Ching's like, is this really what you want? I don't think this is – this is all you did? You risked all this just to reach this power? He he's like, yeah. Because I'm, And he, he kind of hints he's looking at something more from this. And he like, starts, like, like, look, power! I am Lux Luthor and I am here. Tries to, like, get the power on his side. But as Kong Keenan starts rejecting the quick path to power and starts accessing his power through focusing his chi, the slow way, the right way, you see the uh, super... Well, backing up a little bit. While they're standing there, a bunch of demons are about to, like, rip Lex Luthor's shed. Lex Luthor to shreds when I Ching shows up. Um,
1: uses mystic magical
0: powers. Well, he pulls his sunglasses off. You don't see his face, but the demons see it, and he's run in fear. And Luthor's like, oh, how long were you going to be hiding that? And he says, says something along the lines of, you don't reveal all your tricks at once. You know that. And, of course, Lex you know, appreciates that, yeah. But he talks to the ghostly image of Superman, but then he starts seeing it like, fade away. He's like, wait, no, no, no! And he just kind of smiles and says, ah. You see, that isn't what you thought it was. That was a representation of Khan Keenan's willingness to, to try and shortcut things, to bind his magic into darker powers. And as he bound his power more to darkness, the entity you saw would grow. But as he has now chosen to do things the right way and to rely on himself, you see this power now disappears before you. And so Luther's like, no, "No." they like, you know, like, and so at that point, two giant figures emerge from the hell gates on the other side. uh, The orcs, the horse spirit and the ox spirit, um, who, of course, are after the ox and horse rings, which are the door handles to hell. They show up like, oh, God, we got to fight these guys. And they're like, hey, we're the ox horse spirit. We entrusted these rings as a sign of uh, not faith, a sign of friendship with an ancient Earth king. Emperor. I, Emperor. With an ancient Emperor. I see now that trust is misplaced among you people. We want these back. And they went, all right. All right. They go, Here. okay. They had it back, and Here. they look at all these demons like, what are you doing? Get back into hell. And they're like, oh, the demons are oh, like, oh, man. <laughs> like, they're more afraid of these guys, so they can go, go back into hell. It's like, all right. We'll see you guys later. I kind of like that. It's like, we want the race. Here it, they are. It was pretty
1: funny. Like, it, was, uh-huh. it was pretty funny. Like, the, the, the whole thing, because because mommy and daddy walked on the scene, all the demons were like, oh, man. And they would they just went walk it back, all the tails between their legs, like literally. Literally. Walking <laughs> back into hell like, Oh so oh, sorry but didn't you have a cheeseburger?
0: But they uh <laughs> they go back into hell, Lex Luthor's out, I Ching's out and so Lex is <laughs> like, So Kong, if you once looks at me as a mentor, continue your training and Kong's like, Yeah, I think I'm out I'm out and I don't want any of this and I do trust you. So Lex Luthor's like, get out. <laughs> so yeah, yeah,
1: he's all he's all he's all like, Oh, I'm all butthurt now.
0: I didn't get anything I wanted piss off. Yeah, pretty much like I got nothing out of this. Get out. What a waste of my time. I even lost my rings. But well aftermath of this is the China White Triad goes to their employer who sent them to, who is revealed to be none other than Cheng Ling. Ching Lung? I Ching. No 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 wait. Before that. Oh. Ching Uh Ching Lung. Ching Lung. Uh, Lung. Okay. Ching Lung uh, is famous, most famous, for being on the cover of uh, Detective Comics issue one from, like, 1939 or something. He is Ooh. the epitome of, like, the stereotypical evil Chinese guy. He's the Mandarin with the long Fu Manchu mustache and the big robes and the spiky fingernails, who, when it was first revealed in this comic, everyone went, whoa, 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 why are you showing that? Because that looked as, like, a racial stereotype, and it's very un pc and everyone—that's uh, part of but, D, it's no, part of DC's no, yeah, history—that DC wouldn't touch with a ten-foot pole, but the exactly writer, but, and artist,
1: yeah, is Chinese. Are, that's right. So you're good. You're, you have that you have PC shield.
0: Well, I'm betting that when the writer wanted to do that, DC said, "Okay, you better explain this, because otherwise, no, because we can't deal with that kind of press. We cannot deal with that man." Um, so he must explain it to him, because everyone was just like, "I can't believe they actually put that figure in the comic." And then he was in, like, one panel, like a big, scary splash page. And then you never saw him again. And now, you see the China White Triad talking to uh, Ching Lung and, and he's like, "She's like, I'm sorry I didn't get the rings for you. We failed, but you know, we still did the jobs. So we want payment. He's like, you know what? I just wanted the rings off this plane. And that happened. So as far as I'm concerned, mission accomplished. You get your money. Of course, I expect, like, the evil, I could kill you now. But we didn't get that. So which is kind of nice. And then he actually reveals his, for his true form to, uh, the leader of the China triad. And, uh, as Yi Ching, new Superman's trainer. Chinese Superman's
1: teacher. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That, that, that one. Just and that was like the, what? Bit. Exactly, it blew me away. Now, what, what the thing I'm thinking at this moment is, what is his real motivation? I mean, he seems to have done this to help to help the Chinese Superman actually actually do things the right way, but he did it in a way that a bad guy would. Is he like a, is he like a Samuel L. Jackson in Unbreakable?
0: Uh, could be. I, I'm guessing that he's setting things up so that China will be strong, so that later these two will take be it over. A tool for him. Maybe, because, I mean, in his origins, he was a pro-China, uh, pro-Red Menace villain. Um, he was the evil Mandarin. And so it's possible he's still in that role, but he's more for a modern audience. Okay. You know? uh, I so I don't that. know, but it's Mysterious Origins. I like it. It works really well. It was a very big shocker. It's like, no, yes. oh, but, but he's been, like, the one good guy, and... Man. Yeah. He was the voice of reason throughout the entire freaking comic. Yep. Uh, also, and now
1: he's he's possibly the bad guy.
0: Yep. Uh, also, an interesting subplot in this book is Superman actually talks with a new Superman. Later, they both uh, get a burger or something together up on a up on a skyscraper, and Superman basically tells him like, "Oh, you're doing a great job. You know, it's, it's not easy, but you can do it. I I've seen it within you." Also, something bad is coming down the pike. I don't know what it is, but I need to know if I can rely on your help. He's like, Superman's asking me for help? Well, well hell yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm there. Yeah, yeah. And I find that interesting because also the same thing happened in this week's Supergirl comic where he's hanging out with Supergirl the whole time. It's like, okay, this stuff just happened to me with Mixelplik. There's this guy with all these powers who's doing something. I don't know why. But I know he has it in for me in the end, and I want—I want to let you know this is happening because I'm gonna need you to stand by me. She's like, "Yeah, of course, you're my cousin." So it looked like Superman's like recruiting like all the supermen to help him out. Yeah, which he, you know, is smart. Right, strength, and numbers, all that. Right. Um, so that was neat. There's also the subplot with the rest of the Chinese Justice League with new Batman and new Wonder Woman going into a hidden Ministry of uh, Defense facility in China and finding the back to tank uh body of Kong Keenan's father. Of, uh,
1: yes, yes, yeah, Chinese Superman's dad. Yes. Now is he alive? Is he a clone? We don't know.
0: Well, you gotta remember, um as the ox and horse spirits were closing up the doors, Kong says, Wait, 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 I need to ask you a question. Are my mom and dad in the afterlife? Uh, tell them I love them and he they're like your parents aren't here. He's like, What do you mean they're not there? Your parents are not in the afterlife. I would know.
1: No 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 they they said your parents have not arrived.
0: Yeah, afterlife. well, essentially, they're not in the afterlife; they're not dead. Yeah. So his father's still alive. Well, we can, he might be in a, in a coma. coma. Maybe he's probably yeah, whatever, a, might yeah. be a medically induced coma, but he's not dead. Maybe. And he, he's believed his mother's been dead since he's been a child, but his mother right. faked her own death to work for some shadowy Chinese organization making superheroes. Like him. Yeah, like him, which is kind of creepy. Very creepy. It. So that's a neat subplot. But anyway, they found the back to tank body, and you see Kong's mother in the background, like, Grr. so maybe they get caught, maybe they escape, maybe they captured and explained to them, you cannot let Kong know what's happening here because it would be bad for him and all of us. Who knows? But uh, they've done a great job with the writing of this book, introducing strange concepts like this. They managed to hold a lot of things together. Um, I'm interested both in, I'm interested in all the characters, the Chinese, the Superman, uh, Boxy, Batman. Uh, the Chinese version of Wonder Woman. I find them all very interesting characters. Uh, the new character they've brought into the fold, the uh, Chinese version of Flash. They've done a great job with all these, and I've really enjoying them. Uh, surprisingly so, because they really could have gone into the realm of, you know, cheesy Chinese knockoffs. And maybe it's because they have a Chinese-American author doing it. I'm sure that helps. But they've done a great job keeping it true to, like, Chinese roots without coming off as silly. Yeah, I'm, I really like this book. Ah, uh, I really—I'll I'll give it a four, maybe four and it, a half out of five. I really did like it. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's a solid four. I mean, uh, stuff stuff can be can be said to make it a four and a half easy, but it's a solid. Four.
0: Yeah, a solid four. <laughs> four, maybe plus. And the the art is always great in it. There's even some like massive fight scenes which don't turn into just mush. There, everything's pretty clear and concise. What's going on? And as you've heard from our description, there's a lot of stuff going on back and forth in this book, but they managed to make the whole thing clear yes. when you're reading it.
1: Yes I mean the the, the, the story is is cohesive it, it never loses track there, there's a reason for everything that happens. Uh, it's, it's all uh, the, the storyline is all fully fully fleshed out throughout the entire thing there's no amb- there's no ambiguity like oh it gets kind of gets kind of weird here or weird there that doesn't happen. I mean it, it just
0: keeps flowing. You know, the, the pace is excellent. Very true, very true. Uh, what's your, uh, you said you give it a four as well? Oh, easy, yeah. Easy. Four, definitely. Four, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, also, let's talk about one other thing. Uh-oh. I think I already have an image of this. I forgot to make a slide for it, but I was going to. Well, then well let's then it's talk RNG. about X Men Gold number one. Actually, this oh, would be RNG. Oh,
1: yes.
0: Yes, right. RNG hit it.
1: I'm there. Yeah. RNG. Oh, I know this one. I know this All one. All right.
0: I uh, reviewed this book last week, really liked it. Great kicking off point. But uh, there's been major controversy over the artist, uh, Mr. Saif, who hid images in here. Um. Images with referring to the Quran. Images re- and little things like putting the word Jew uh, from the word jewelry next to Kitty Pride's face in a scene. Um, the uh, He has, once he was Cyclops, is was wearing a shirt that says Q, uh, Q5551 or something, which is a reference to a Quran verse. Commonly used by by uh, by uh, Islamic
1: extremists to to justify what?
0: Uh, well, uh, basically, the the gist of the statement is that uh, it basically Jews, says you cannot, cannot Jews be friends. and
1: Christian cannot be trusted. They are not your right. friends. They cannot be your friends. They cannot know you.
0: Right. It says – basically and, it says and, that and, yeah. Muslims can't be friends with Jews and Christians. They can't right. work with them and – Can't trust them. Can't trust them, and that's not good. That's not exactly loving. That's and, not cool, man.
1: No. Um, not
0: cool at all. It, that obviously slipped past the uh, the people at Marvel because they weren't looking for it, but when you give it to a big, giant population like the United States, someone's going to recognize that really quick, and that happened almost instantly. And uh, Marvel said they had no idea of these statements or their meanings. Uh, other people started... I believe it. Me too. Other people started... Well, there actually is a conspiracy theory that they knew it was there, but they knew that if they let it through, every issue would sell out. I don't I don't believe that. I don't buy that either because it's so no. much bad press. <laughs> That's so not worth it. Um, But people actually went and uh, tweeted him like, what do these messages mean? Why did you do that? And... The artist tweeted back, "You know, thank you for contacting me and not just sending hateful messages at me." Uh, he's like, "No, I, I was just asking you. It's like it's a message of love, my love for the for the great book." Well, okay, it's not a message of love in general. It might be a message of how much you love the Quran. That's great. You could love your religion. Yeah, I mean,
1: there there, there are plenty of, of verses in the Quran talking about love of all people and and be be kind to
0: everybody and stuff like yeah, that. But yeah,
1: That's not the one you chose to write on on Cyclops's shirt for crying out loud.
0: Yes, uh, and there's actually multiple places it's in there. Um, it also references, he, he also puts 212, which references uh, uh, 2nd of December, which was when there was a giant protest in his homeland of Indonesia against their president because he is a Christian. And they perceived him to have insulted the Quran. And also, the verse that he references um, in the Quran, a lot of people think that it means that you cannot have a political leader above you who is a Christian or Jew if you are a Muslim. And so there's all this stuff going on. It's like, dude, you can't – Yeah, yeah just he's, he's not
1: going to work it. – it, it, uh, there, there was a quote from, uh, from a comic book uh, um, insider that uh, if, if he works again in the comic industry in the next five years, he'll eat his shoes.
0: Yeah, well, Marvel released an official statement saying, uh, quote, Marvel has terminated Adrian – Ardeen, uh, Siaf's contract effective immediately. Uh, they're still
1: they're they're, they're still going to use his artwork for the well, next two issues because ex- yeah. it's already sent to printers. Right, all well, right. They can't really change that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, that's right, sent to prison to the printers, and will continue ship biweekly. You could bet that they've gone over real quick to make sure there's no oh, other crazy tooth comb. images there. Oh, fine Yeah. Oh yeah. But uh. So um, and he is good done. Uh, Comic wise. Um, his uh, he actually tweeted before he deleted his Twitter account and his Facebook account that his career is over, and it is.
1: Yeah, it is. He um, he, he, he was he worked... committed the cardinal sin of of comics. He 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 brought he brought his his real world beliefs into some place you're supposed to suspend belief.
0: Well, that's part of it. But if he had put in a Quran uh, verse that says something like "For Allah loves Allah's children" or something. No, this would not have been a that big a deal. It would have been like maybe you shouldn't do that. No, no, but, he would have got a slap on the wrist, saying, "Please, man, s- stay away from the
1: religion here unless it's a unless it's an actual comic about religion." Right. I mean, you know,
0: it, there have clear. been comics where you've like seen like someone with a T-shirt in the background, that says like John 3:16 or something, but that's like one of those Jesus loves his children messages, and that they would have probably let slide. Yeah. But that's just one. Of those, Come on, man, don't do that. But when you do something, you know, like, you know, Muslims can't be friends with Jews and Christians, eh, that's when you start getting into yeah, yeah, Jews and
1: Christians can't be trusted. Yeah, you're done. Right, you're, so you're
0: done. no major American publisher is going to touch him. The guy's a fantastic no. artist. It's possible, like, an indie comic would still hire him. I'd almost guarantee he still gets work. But it's not going to be from any big company. He's not going to be making the big cha- paycheck he should have. This guy was doing nope. the art for the biggest comic publisher in America. I think, yeah, Marvel's still bigger than DC for comic publishing, I think. Well, especially in Disney, they're bigger than DC, certainly. He was working oh. for the biggest company, on one of the biggest titles, on one of the biggest relaunches. That he was prime. He was in the prime position. He was so, set for yeah. superstardom. It, it's so obvious he did this
1: on purpose because he knew everyone was going to buy this book. Right, and he wanted that message there,
0: but he didn't. He wanted it out, yeah. But he didn't think that someone was going to – I don't think he realized just how fast someone would realize it was there, and he didn't realize what the consequences would be.
1: Oh, then he's stupid as well.
0: That's what I'm betting. That's my bet because no one who knows, like, my career will be over if I do this, well, I'm still doing it because I need – no. They would have said, you know what? Maybe I'll find a much, much more subtle way of putting it in there, like having someone look at their watch and it being 212 or you know, something like that. You know? You know, or, you know, or put in a different, yeah, yeah, reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, there are a lot of different yeah, things yeah, you could have yeah, done. Exactly.
1: Yeah. This... I mean, if, if, if you want to advance your faith subtly, there's a lot better ways to do it. And he chose this, which means that, no, man, you're done. Get out. You're done.
0: Right. You're he is. His career is over. He's done. And it's a shame because he is really talented and did a great job with this book other than the hidden messages. Uh, it's a shame, really, but it's become a big controversy, and every single issue of X-Men Gold has pretty much sold out. Um, I don't know if it's—I don't know necessarily how long-term collectible it's going to be, but uh, I've seen people you know, buy 30 issues of this. You know, I think that's silly. I don't think it's going to be worth that much in the future, but it is a nice little footnote. But it's a shame. It's a great book, though. Even with the hidden messages.
1: Yeah. Other than that, I mean, if you erase those messages. Oh, and that—that's the thing. I mean, uh, they're—they're—they're going to have to delay the—the the electronic release of this. Oh
0: no, it's already out. Oh, they, were, they wiped it out of the electronic release. Instantly. Okay. Good. Good. Okay. Good. Yeah. They, I was going to say they
1: have to delay it to to wipe out those messages on the. But they did it already. So that's yep. That's quick work. Which
0: also is part of why I don't like digital media. I know it sounds silly. I'm doing a podcast, but like digital print media, di- the. Digital format is so malleable; it's so no, no, not it's real. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I
1: get it. It's it's a whole it's a whole Lucas deal. I mean, you can you can change stuff, you know, add stuff, delete stuff, whatever, and then re-release it and never never release the original ever again.
0: Yep, and yeah, you know, it's that idea. It can go to the point where, like, you look like, oh man, they have the hidden message, and then you go, you show your friend, look, he's like, it's, what? I don't see anything. Oh, it's gone. They can pull it instantly. You have no control. And you, it makes it possible to edit history. Kind of like you'll, people will put out insane statements on uh, Facebook or their personal website. And then people are like, oh my god! And then they change it. And like, oh, it's not there anymore. Usually people screen capture that stuff. But it's now theoretically possible to make something go away forever. Which is something that uh, Big Brother would have loved.
1: No, the, the, there's always going to so, be a guy to reference. yeah, yeah. There's always going to be a guy to screen capture it and then put it on Reddit or 4chan or whatever. And yeah, then it's gonna for be now,
0: different. there will be. You never know yeah. about the future, my friends. All right, fair enough. So that was the big comic book controversy. Also, the uh, Wonder Woman trailer came out, and that movie looks excellent. Yes. Yes, it does. The Star Wars trailer just came out, and no one will shit up about it. No, teaser, teaser. Teaser trailer. Teaser. It's a trailer for a trailer. Yes. yes, it is. And uh have you watched it? I have. I have not, because when I see something five or six times in a row in my Facebook feed, I throw up my hands and say, I don't care that much. Aw. Rage no. quit. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, dude, nerds, I get it. I get it. It's, uh... Exactly what you expect from a Star Wars film. Congratulations.
1: Okay, the the, the really big thing that you take away from it is that uh, Luke is to, is is telling everyone, listen, that the Jedi cannot come back. They're they're done. He he has he has lost faith in the whole Jedi Order thing. So how is he going to train this uh, this girl? Ray. What's her name? Ray. Ray. How is he gonna train Ray and uh the, the the other guy? What's his name? Are you talking he, about, he, yeah, you it's talking about Finn?
0: Yeah, we're talking about uh yeah, if,
1: if, evil if if guy. Finn and Ray. Yeah, if 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 he has force ability at all, which is not determined, really. But uh, um, how is how is he gonna train them if he's not gonna train them in the way of the Jedi? Because he he has he said in the trailer the Jedi are dead, they need to stay dead, and that is a whole thing. And the the next movie is called the Last Jedi, and that would be talking about Luke, because if he says that there shouldn't be any more Jedi, he'd be the last one because he he was trained to be a Jedi by Yoda. He's trained to be a Jedi, so he is a Jedi. I mean, he said it in 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 the um what do you call? Well, it?
0: The, maybe uh, he's made up his own thing called the Jedi,
1: <laughs> Jedi or whatever, whatever it was, but beforehand,
0: yeah. No, but, it's uh, Jedi because it's a it's a you know, Jed. Uh his son was Jethro, so what followed the jedi would be the jedi nice or you could say it's a mixture of jedi and sith okay. it works both ways
1: yeah but uh yeah there there were there were people before the jedi that that uh you call them you know they embrace both the light and the dark you know gray sons of yeah yeah i don't know no 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 that th- this 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 was in the in in the books that are now no, no longer canon because of Disney. They were never canon. Maybe in the first they're class. trying to bring. No, 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 no. They they, 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 were, they were always they extended were universe. They were never canon. Oh no they they were they were considered a thing. Nope. They, they were, were extended considered universe. a thing. They were never canon. Okay, I'm not. I'm not going to believe that ever. But uh, um, they, they they touch on it in the in in the books, but uh, now those are just wipe wipe slate clean type thing. But maybe they're trying to bring that back. May, may, maybe they're trying to bring the whole. Uh, um uh, origination of of the of the force users and they're going for yeah, you know, light and dark side are just two different sides of the same coin, all of it's the force. If you if you reject one, you you bring yourself to ruin. I mean, the the Jedi had 20,000 years of, of of prosperity, great, but they end, ended up being ruined by the, the the other side of their coin. The Sith and the the Sith brought about their own ruin because quicker because they're D-bags, but uh, because they also did not embrace both sides of the coin. And no, so, no,
0: no. The problem is both sides embraced the Skywalker family. That is the problem. Oh, <laughs> the Skywalker family is a big problem. Okay. Hey, the Jedi would still be around and so would the Sith if not for the Skywalkers. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Now, I, I want to say this. I'm
1: going to say this. I'm going to say that, uh, that the Jedi would still be around if they did embrace the skywalker the reason i'm saying this is because sorry space jesus messed it it up stop it stop it the reason i'm saying this is because anakin who was a child who was who was apparently a child of the force and a human Uh mother was not embraced fully by the jedi they kept him at arm's length even when it was beneficial to bring him into the fold they always kept him arm's length they, That's they, because they, they can never tell you showed it's crazy him, time. Okay, no, no, no. He had he had issues, yes, but compassion would have helped him, but the Jedi don't do that. They're they're logical and hey. calculating and all that stuff. And so they they told him to suppress all these emotions when he shouldn't have. He should have embraced these emotions. He should have he should have actually done this. He should have been the, the first instance of of a force user that could have used both light and dark side at the same time and be okay. Just like all people in the fricking universe, they're both good and bad at the same time. You're good. Sometimes you're bad sometimes, but hopefully you strike a balance
0: between that's all Should the Jedi have a higher purpose and be above that thing.
1: Yeah, that's the Jedi's way. That's the Jedi's way. And it's, it's one side of the coin thinking, Reject all bad, concentrate on good. You only live half of a life. No one is all good, no one is all bad. Jedi should not, I mean, force users should not be any different, but they couldn't see that because hey, what's been working for 20,000 years has
0: to keep working, right? No, I don't know. That's my take on it. I don't know. I'm just you know, I'm over the uh, the space wizards. Space wizard. Wait, you don't believe me? No, I, I believe you're over it. All right, I get it. Because Star Wars isn't even sci-fi; it's fantasy. Sci-fi. Sure, call it sci-fi. Go ahead. But it's you know, it's you know, space wizards, space dragons. But instead of dragons, they're ships. You know, it's yeah, you know, it's you know, Lord of the Rings in space. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Star Wars can be entertaining, but it's a it's a children's franchise. It became a children's franchise. The yeah. very first. No, movie no, I'm not saying it started not, out that way. Yeah. I'm saying no, it became it a children's franchise.
1: Yes, but but by the time the Ewoks were in there. Since yep. since was... the Ewoks, it's been a children's franchise. Yes. Correct. I completely agree. Before Jar, that... Jar, Jar Jar Binks was the was the was the final nail in the coffin for me. Where it was like this thing has gone downhill.
0: That was it. Yeah, I think that was a, that was like the the big realization point for a lot of people. They were yeah. oh my god, what happened? It's a children's movie now. But yes, still be like all the Ewoks rolled into one. He's every bad thing about the Ewoks all in one
1: yes all rolled into one and it
0: was awful to watch and just remember after the initial reactions to the first movie about Jar Jar George Lucas said Jar Jar is key to everything and then they
1: made Jar Jar key to everything well no then they wiped him
0: out real quick he well, was no, supposed no, no. They, to be they, in every they, mo- a major character no, no, in all three listen, movies. No,
1: no, 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 remember, 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 remember.
0: Wait. Oh, wait, I remember uh, the Galactic uh, Council uh, thing. I know. Yeah, yeah, the
1: whole Galactic Council thing, where, where, uh, where, uh, uh, what, what's her name? Um, Padme. Padme. Yeah, she she left and, and left him in charge, which was stupid, stupid in the
0: nth he, degree. Well, yeah, stupid. Well, she was also probably under the but, subtle mind influence of the Emperor, you know.
1: That's that's entirely possible. Yes, I, I I completely agree with that with that conspiracy theory. But uh, um, the, she left him in charge, and he is weak minded to the point of of being a literal
0: idiot. Are you talking about Jar Jar? Yes. No, Jar Jar is a Sith Lord. Oh, that's that's another conspiracy theory I can't get behind. That is a fan theory that is to me is the only justification for Jar Jar. The only no, justification. he's stupid. He's stupid. He's too stupid to have been in the film unless – got to remember, Lucas ha- doesn't have original ideas. Uh, what he does is he takes other ideas, usually from Japanese cinema, and then puts his fantasy space twist on it. Jar Jar is the role of the idiot beggar, who you've seen a million kung fu films. He's drunk all the time. He falls over. He's silly. Kids kick him and laugh at him. But he's a freaking martial arts badass master. And that's what Jar Jar is. He was the buffoon and the fool, who you would have found out in like movie two or three was the consummate evil badass. That's what would have happened. But he lost his nerve after everyone just freaking rejected him so hard because he was written so badly.
1: And Maybe then so.
0: he gave up on that because there was such a harsh, harsh – because at first he defended Jar Jar. But after I kept going on and on and on and on and on, he went, you know what? He really quickly minimized Jar Jar's role, gave him minimum screen time in movie two. Like the bare minimum he could put him in and still claim that he was right and Jar Jar was important. And you never saw him again.
1: See, you know, I would have gone the other way. I would have gone completely the other way. Like, oh, oh, you you think he's a joke? That's exactly what
0: I wanted you to think. Boom. Yeah, because a lot of people think the Count Dooku role was originally supposed to be Jar Jar. I, pff,
1: man, I would have, I would have paid, somebody, I would have paid my money to see that. I, right, I, and I, I a lot of people yeah, say that was great. like, oh
0: my gosh, if they had done that. And I think Lucas just lost his nerve. And yeah,
1: he did. And 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 he that 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 just says that he is he is a, a, a bad helm for the ship. Right, because, and that's
0: yeah, been yeah. proven
1: many times. Yes, and he he should have he should have stuck to his guns and done that if that was his intention, because that would have been the ultimate turnaround. That would have been great. I would've loved right. to see that. And from initial from his old his old Rastafarian crap uh um uh, uh, vocal pattern would have would have completely changed in the reveal. That would have been great. I would love that. I'm like, oh, 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 this is awesome. I would've been oh that'd have...
0: Right, but because you you'll that. know that you'll notice that Jar Jar talks differently than every other Gungan. You don't hear everything. No. Like, oh, Misa wanna go to so Patsies. You yes. know, you don't hear that. Other guys are like, oh, Jaja, you silly. Or Jaja, you disgrace us, you bad warrior. You know? Yeah. None of them, even Boston, even Boston, that's like, oh, Jaja, you are not a welcome here. You know? Yeah, he doesn't talk. He doesn't talk. Now,
1: I'll, I'll, I will say that he doesn't talk so differently than the other Gungans, but he talks like a stereotypical Gun, uh, Gungan. You know he, he he talks like uh, like he's making fun of them.
0: Well, he talks which, in a way that makes him sound like an idiot so no one will yes, take him seriously yes, which goes exactly, back to exactly. the whole the buffoon in the in the kung Fu films who actually turns out to be you know a god in disguise. Yes, and that would have been
1: awesome. I, I grant you that that would have been awesome. It would have but
0: you know and what? there actually it is happened? a there is so much supporting evidence for that even like through Lucas's own statements before movie two came out, it just looks like he lost his nerve. Because, you know, he thought that maybe no one would buy it, people hated Jar Jar too much. You know, he could have made the second movie all Jar Jar and left him the same, and the Star Wars fanboy still would have gone. He still would have made millions.
1: Yeah, yeah, but, but, if in the second movie, he he had a reveal at the end, just for a second, Jar Jar speaking differently and turning to the camera... And having his eyes be the whole, you know, Sith Lord eye th- type thing. Yep, yep.
0: And then end it. Oh my God, that would have been freaking awesome. It would have, and I think people Jar Jar would actually be much more highly regarded as a character now if yes. he had if he had gone that way. And as I I, yes, I believe, yes. stuck to his guns.
1: And yet he he folded like a like a piece of paper.
0: So yep, that's how it is. Yep. I mean. The uh, episode seven, you know, Lucas didn't like it. Well, yeah, it was a fun film. But it's because compl- then he, Lucas's point for that film was that's just rehashing the past. I, I When I was making Star Wars, I was trying to do the future, trying to do something different. And you can't argue with that. He was. He was trying to do something different and not just rehash old plot lines. And episode seven was episode four over again, but everything bigger and straw tougher and more raw. You know,
1: and, uh, and instead of waiting for you know the the uh, Empire Strikes Back, you get a bad ending at the beginning. Uh, I mean, you, you get a
0: bad ending at the end of the film. So, yeah, yeah precisely. Why wait? Um, a lot of people love that ending. I to me, it's just kind of like and, you know, it's like so. Well, no, no, that, that's actually good.
1: I mean, if at the end of the movie when you know there's going to be another movie, and you're like and well, your and is answered, there's going to be another movie. So, hopefully your and is going to get a uh, punctuation mark. I know.
0: Around. I just like the meme that I saw along with that once where, you know, she shows in the lightsaber, he's like, there there was also a hand. Did you did you bring the hand? Nice. I like that one. But, uh... So, I'm not super pumped about the new film coming out. Am I going to see it? Yeah, I'm going to see it. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to see it. Uh, might bring the kids to see it. Who knows? But, uh... Just... yeah. Kind of like I haven't been super pumped about the latest Star Trek films. I love Star Trek. I don't love the JJ-verse. I'm excited about Star Trek Discovery, the series coming out. Am I super I excited? Am, no, well, I have a great amount of no. trepidation. Yes, yes, because of all the problems behind the scenes. Yep, and, you know, it doesn't sound like they're trying to make a Star Trek series. It sounds like they're trying to make super awesome, sexy, game of, game of Trek, you know. Actually, you know you know what it sounds like? Uh...
1: And I, I, I really hate uh, doing this because uh, the, the book I'm going to reference is a really good book, and everyone should read it. I think I said it earlier, uh, Red Shirts. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's in a Star Trek kind of universe, but it, it looks at the, the, low, the, the junior officers rather than the senior staff as the main characters, which is similar. To, to To what we're to what I'm told is expecting in Star Trek Discovery, but uh, it's a really good book, and if if they go with that vein, I think it'll be a really good series. But with all of the all of the behind the scenes problems that they've had, I got to think that so many reshoots, so many so many delays, uh, how can something like that be good if it's based on something that was so bad that they had to stop? you know, production and go, whoa, 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 no. Redo that, redo this, redo this, and then delay, 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 delay. I, I have real, real trepidation, just like you said, about, about the whole Star Trek Discovery thing because uh, the, the idea is sound because Red Shirts was an excellent book, but, oh, man, there were so many problems I've I've seen – and heard on the grapevine and, and rumors and stuff like that, that is so bad, so bad. The, the, the cast is solid. Right. I mean, and the cast uh, looks really solid. Yes. There. Yes. The, 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 cast are, are solid actors that have been good in other things. So I believe they can be good in this one. So I, I can't believe the acting is the problem. I have to believe that the writing is the problem. Right. Well, if that's true. Then this is going to suck
0: balls. Well, here's my thing though. The first season of every Star Trek series except the original where just the first half of the first season suck. Right. True, true. No, 100%. Yeah. I mean the first I mean the episode 1 of Star Trek Next Generation Encounter Farpoint is the worst well, it's in the top 5 worst episodes of Next Generation. Yeah. 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 I I agree. I agree. Definitely. I would put it definitely top 2. Personally, it is too long, too slow, too boring. You could tell that they rammed an extra plot to make it longer, and it's ah, oh, all the Q stuff is terrible. It's hilarious because Q is so beloved and such a wonderful character, but that first appearance, he was terrible. Not the actor, yes. John Delancey is awesome. But oh no, he's an amazing actor. You know, yes, the yes. the whole characterization of it and the weird like post apocalyptic setting that he puts them in it's, oh God. and he freezes tashi e. R. it's like how many times did she get frozen two or three okay. once in that episode like first episode she's frozen it happens like two or three other times Ugh. no i
1: i i completely agree i mean the uh, star trek series the the first seasons uh in, in the next generation it was the first and half of the second i would say we're not good but uh, uh, DS9, the first the first half of the season was not good. The second half of the first season was okay until they got their legs. All right, fine. Uh, Enterprise, I would say Enterprise is the only one where the first season was good. I would say
0: uh, the first couple episodes are rough, but I like the first season.
1: Yes, yes. I mean, I, I'm talking about the season as a whole. All right, the Just, season as a whole is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was. You know, and ended up being solid. Uh,
0: I like, it. here's an image of Senior Magico. That's Senior Magico. Yep. Nice. That's he says Doctor Strange the Pendejo. When I first read that, I laughed my butt off.
1: Well, you should because you know he's a he's a freaking street street magician. He shouldn't be talking about
0: Doctor Strange. And like he that. has the butt. Well, he also he's drawn to look like that. A uh, Mexican uh, American comedian. Uh, I can't remember his name. There's been a bunch of stuff. Anyway. Enough of that. Uh, but yeah, the yep. Enterprise, the first half, like the uh, I could, with Enterprise is kinda no, no, weird no, because no, at no, first no, they're trying stop, to show stop, how stop, rough stop. it was to go into space and how they didn't have the technology that didn't know what was going on and they're trying to like it. show things more gritty and everything. Like and that's kinda of weird about discovery. Like they're trying to probably try to show gritty and right, it's like, like, oh, I don't want that. I want freaking Star Trek. No, I get it.
1: I get it. I mean, the 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 uh, thing you're talking about with uh, uh, Enterprise is the whole Klingon on Earth thing. They have to return him to the whole Empire, and then it's all weird. And that... after that, after it... that, it gets good.
0: Yeah, the, but, the, but, the but when they're like going to the that...
1: episode storyline was bad.
0: Yeah, yeah. After that, it gets good, and then it goes into uh, the Tempor. Uh, uh, what was that? Was time War. Um... Temporal Cold Cold, War. Yeah, temporal Cold War. Yeah, and that has some neat moments, but overall sucked. They needed to scrub that because after that, and uh, uh, the producer got kicked off the series. Uh, What was his damn name? Mustn't break it. Was anyway. When they kicked his butt off, the show got really good, like really good. And then they, then it because it just this network didn't want to support it anymore. And word of mouth hadn't gotten around yet to enough that the numbers were going up, but not enough. That, hey, the show's actually worth watching again. Um, they canceled it too early, and they brought back the original guy who made it suck to do the last episode, which sucked really bad. Yes, Just yes. Just spit in the face of all the fans, um, yep. kill off their favorite character, yep. you know, peon. on. I
1: mean, come on, Trip man. Awesome. Kill
0: Trip. what's wrong with you? And Tripp was one of the best characters in the dang series. Yes. And yes. uh just awful. Just and then you had to shoehorn in Riker and Troy. It's like yeah, they but, don't even need and, to be there. Yeah, and in uh in a you
1: know in a throwback to uh years, uh, decades ago uh episode about you know, Riker being being torn about you know, Admiral Whatever. You know, telling you right, secret right, right. But his, he does his not his look like he did oh, that ugh. episode. Come on now. No, no, no. no Come, on. Of past yeah, mean, Come on, decades have passed. Yeah, I
0: mean, Yeah, I don't blame the guy. Decades have passed, and he was never, you know, like. There's a big difference between season run Riker and season five Riker. More than just the beard, you know. Of course, yeah. his yeah. uniform had yeah, been light yeah. out a couple yeah. times. Um, so oh, that was just such a bad, 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 and everyone. I shouldn't say everyone. I will say every Star Trek fan I've talked to about that episode has said, as far as they're concerned, their own head canon, that episode doesn't exist. And yeah. I agree.
1: You know what? Uh, the, the only parts of that episode I liked were the parts where Riker was posing as chef. The reason yeah, being is because. Neat. Yeah, yeah, is because Chef was never depicted visually. Right. In the show, you never saw him. Yeah, you never saw him. You just heard about him and how great he was and all that stuff. And then, then Riker was there being chef and I'm like, okay, I could picture Chef being Riker. Yeah, and it worked. Yeah, it was great. You know, I I I liked it. That that was that was the only part of the episode that I
0: really, really liked. You know, honestly, if they had Jonathan Frakes play the character of Chef, not in a flashback, and then it would say it was like one of his ancestors, one of Riker's ancestors,
1: I would have been cool with that.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: That would be that'd be completely cool with me too.
0: Yep. Because that would actually like show like that like part of one of Riker's motivations. Like, my grandfather served with Admiral Archer. He was the chef, but he's also the most trusted man on that ship, and I have lived up right. to that they, standard. Yeah, that's cool.
1: Yes, yes. And the, the, they also uh, in, in uh, uh, Next Generation, they, they touched upon Riker's ancestors in a, in a Q episode. No, wait. No, no. It was Voyager. It was Voyager, where AQ not the cue we know with John Delancey, but Quinn. Right. Uh, right. Actually, actually saved Riker's ancestor from, from death, from, from battle. And so that's why Riker is alive. He was able to, you know, continue the line. And I thought, I thought that was, that was neat. I didn't think it was great. I thought it was neat to, you know, to, to give some, some backstory to Riker about this. And, and, uh, um, if, if that had continued in, uh, in Enterprise, well, where, where Riker's ancestors were uh, tangentially important, that would have been great as well. I would have liked that. I would have been down with that. Yeah. But they, didn't, but they either didn't or couldn't do that. I understand that they couldn't do that. I
0: get it. You know, Jonathan Frakes, he's... Well, you know, he probably wouldn't have been too... I don't know. He... he... He might have been a game for, you know, being on the series again. But maybe. he would have been in a very minor role. Would he have been game for that? Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah. Who knows? Because what's the LC doing? Hit the convention circuit? Uh, plus, this is all hindsight. I mean. This is yeah. all conjecture, of
1: course. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. We, 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 we can't really say for certain if he would have yes, no, maybe this whole thing. But yeah, it it's would all have been. It's fantasy book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we can all agree it would have been neat.
0: Yes. We'll agree on that, certainly. Yeah, but the... Uh, uh, I just... I hated that. Discovery I'm trepidatious about, but hopeful. I still hold out hope, but I expect the first season to suck. I just expect that to happen. Um, I also wish that the new series was happening post TNG. I'm tired of uh, new series. And it's only the second time they've done it, but Enterprise was before all the other series. Now this is, like, in between uh, original and TNG. Like, we don't need a series there. You know? Why not move the timeline forward? Well, no, 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 no. The, the, the reason being is because they don't want to step
1: on Star Trek Online.
0: Because it, 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 it is a I, licensed I honestly, deal. I honestly don't think they give a, a rat's ass.
1: No, no, no. It, it is a licensed
0: deal. I mean, Paramount, it Paramount is. has stake in that. It is. Yes. But you know what? The JJverse movies are licensed, too, and they could give a rat's ass.
1: Yeah, it's true, but they've already they've already uh, given the demarcation point for the JJ verse. Well, they have.
0: You know, they said, okay, this yes. is an alternate time. They were very very that very they were clear. C- yes. Very in the movie, they're so clear to the point of like yeah, eye rolling. Like, I get it. It's like kinda like they should have just put like a big rolling disclaimer at the bottom. Hardcore Trek nerds, please do not be mad at us by anything happening. None of your timelines are affected by this. You can still love all the TNG. That all still happens. Please do not reflect this that this did not, you know. Right, right. I I get it. I get it. So it – but the problem with – I don't know. I just wish they had continued the time. They could have worked with the STO timeline if that was a concern. They could have, yes.
1: They they really could have, but –
0: Because they're not in an Enterprise ship. They could actually incorporate – And that actually would have been a great boon to the game as well if they had incorporated the STO timelines, which have been excellent, into a new series, which is post-DS9, post-Voyager, things going on. And they could still talk about, you know, they could even bring in, like, uh, the new Enterprise and the new captain who is, I just forgot the name of the race. Yeah, Sean, the blues, who is a... Andorian. 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 Yeah. Andorian. And that would have been cool. You know, just mention him. And you, Oh, uh, yeah, there he is. And just talk to him on the view screen about, oh, we're having this big Borg inv- uh, fluidics invasion. Can you help us? You know, that would have been cool. Yeah, and I, then I you, believe that. Yeah. You could even go to the point where uh, Cryptic could go back and rewrite some of those older missions so that the it actually matches with the, uh, like, just put these, the Discovery in. Like, the ship is there. You know?
1: Well, now that goes against your your uh, previous saying that so? the, the, the digi- digital media is fluid right. and it's... history can be rewritten. Exactly. So, so and, I said it's bad that they could take things the... away
0: from you. But you know what? I cannot play the original missions I played in Star Trek Online anymore. They're gone. When I first bought Star Trek Online, when I played in the beta, all those training missions, all those initial missions, everything is gone. The, vo- the Spock voiceovers were all done by Zachary Quinto and those were all gone oh, okay and they're all Leonard Nimoy voiceovers now which is cool yeah but at first they couldn't yeah. get Leonard Nimoy but they could get Zachary Quinto and they were pretty good and then it became Spock pretty quick it became Leonard Nimoy which were cool too but a lot of those missions and that's just part of like what you do when you're updating your systems like this mission's actually really clunky let's change that and that'd just be something cool to see added, you know. It's not like they're taking something away from you. It's something important, you know.
1: Oh, but. And if you play MMOs, Lucas... you
0: got to get used to the idea real no, fast no, that they're going to take away. No, stop, stop.
1: What? No, stop. That, that, that's what Lucas thought too. Yeah. Well, Lucas you're, was you're, wrong. You're that you're stuff not was taking bad.
0: away. No, you're not taking away. You're adding. What? Well, he always intended for that to be there.
1: What's so funny is thought, actually
0: some of that stuff. Well, the thing giving. is. Some, that's what he thought some of that stuff in the digital realist Lucas did and we're back in Star Wars um, some of that actually he was right about Some of those edits kind of are, were good but when he had to add in like weird animals walking in front of the camera or walking in, like there's a scene where like you put this giant four-legged animal walking in front of the whole crew for like three seconds you can't see anyone when you hear them talking. What the f is the point of that? You know, that was just stupid. Or when you're having Jawas trying to crawl an animal and it poops and they fall in it. What the hell? That is totally unnecessary. Okay. But, but when you have, like, the stormtroopers riding around on dewbacks, in the original version, there actually is, like, one or two dewbacks. They're in the background. They're blurry. You can't really see them very well. But they're there. He wanted them there, but they couldn't get them to look good enough to be on primetime camera so they were kind of off to the side so actually okay yeah he did initially want that stuff you know so there there's good and bad about it mostly bad because he turned what was a fun space opera into a kid's movie yep failure i get it yeah it was a total failure yeah but that's not to say you can't go back and redo things and have them be good um like the director's cut of blade runner
1: Okay, I get
0: it. Which is excellent. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. But no, I mean, that's, that's it. We're done. Well, this is mainly I mean, most done. of the talk was simply about you know, you know back and forth Star Wars Star Trek, but no, that, I think that's that's pretty good. That's a nice sum up, I think. Yeah, yeah, we had a good
1: time here, and we we uh went through a lot of a lot of stuff, and
0: I'm glad to it happened. I mean, it's great. I'm surprised you defended Star Wars so much.
1: Eh, th- there, there's a lot of things I like about Star Wars, and it, really the original, because my 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 parents uh, bought the original VHS of Star Wars. Very nice. Uh, in in the in 1978, I believe they, they bought it, and uh, I, I watched it a lot. And yeah, I wore out it, my original it, tape. Yeah. It, it really, really hit my heart. So, you know, star Wars is a thing for me. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan. Even, even after all of the things that have happened, I'm still a fan of the originals. I and think that's that... why
0: I'm honestly so harsh on star Wars nowadays. Cause I was so hurt by the prequels. Yeah. Yeah. Me, me too. Which doesn't yeah, make any I sense. You know, it's, it shouldn't be, yeah. but yeah, I... That's I'm butthurt. The way it is, but I am butthurt. Yeah, yeah, me too. All right. Well, any final words of wisdom there, heathen dog? Uh, even if you're butthurt, man, you just got to keep
1: pushing through. You know that things things can only get better when you think they are rock bottom. Seriously, I mean uh, the the uh, That's Star not Wars true. series things
0: get better when they're pretty good as well. You know, things can always get better.
1: <laughs> no. Things in, in my experience do not get better when they're pretty good. Pretty good is pretty much all you you can really really uh expect in life. Pretty good means you have to maintain pretty good. Uh that's just that's just the the, the life of 99% of the people in the world. Now, so Garthon
0: uh, says life is always getting better every day. You just got to make <laughs> it so.
1: Outstanding. Good job, Garthon.
0: Yes. All right. Well, thank you everyone. I think it's time to wrap it up and say goodbye to Heathen Dog and Garthon and their kin. We'd like to thank you all for kindly dropping in. So, as always, thank you very much for watching us here on this live stream or the audio version. Uh, you could, if you have any comments or suggestions, you can, of course, go to our website at legionomyth.com or legionomyth.tv. Let us know. You can also let us know on facebook.com slash myth On our YouTube channel, just look up Myth there, kids. Like Legion of Myth. Subscribe to Legion of Myth. Show the love, kids. We love you. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth for our every single day streams. Come on now. Sometimes twice a day. Who gives you that kind of love? I'll tell you who. Legion of Myth. If you want to check out the audio version of this, the podcast is available on iTunes. If you're using iTunes. Go ahead. Give us a review. Give us five stars. We appreciate that. Uh, also check out Player FM, Stitcher, TuneIn, or download it directly from our website. If you want to support Legion of Myth, you can buy our gear and rep us shop.spreadshirt.com slash Legion of Myth or directly through patreon.com slash Legion of Myth. Here at Legion of Myth, we greatly appreciate all of our supporters. Thank you so much. And as always, kids, remember, you have one life. Live it well, live it nerdy, and have a great Diurnal Anomaly.